Oh, Welcome to the According Sources Podcast. I am your host, Andre Williams. No Rob today. It's Devin, Chris, Devin, say hello to people. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm here. Where the hell is Rob at? Can't do no damn work. Uh, I, I, I don't know where Rob is. Um, I'm assuming he has familial duties to take care of. Because he's oh. like me. Hey, man. Sometimes they come up. Sometimes they come up. I'll let, Chris. I'll let him slide with it. Yes, sir. What's going on, people? How y'all feeling today? This is the first time we did a podcast back to back like this, uh, fellas. I'm, I'm kind of proud of us. We doing our jobs here. <laughs> insert, insert the clapping sound effect right here. <laughs> got to get the people what they want. Got to get people what they want. People were talking about the, the the last podcast. We got a decent amount of feedback on that. I enjoyed it, but you know what? I want to get right into the topic of the day. I don't know if he has a um, if he has a nickname yet, but I'm a little bit. I'm, I'm, I like the finisher, Lowry Marketing man, finisher. Dude, that kid can play. I that tell you right can now, play. I have to be honest, you know, and I think I was. It was fair for me to be this way, but I didn't trust, you know, Garden Packs because they're idiots. They have a proven resume of being idiots. So when they picked him, I was like, oh, this motherfucker. Who the hell is this? And I remember I read somebody on Twitter like, this is our Chris Stapp Porzingis. And I was like, oh, my God, another delusional-ass Bulls fan. Yeah. Just just talking crazy. And this this boy can play, man. Like, and I thought for sure, like, maybe it was like, this is just, you know, this is just early success. That's all it is. But when you start seeing, you know, the player tweets and then, like, the opposing yeah. teams in the, in the post-game interviews talking about, like, no, 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 he's good. He has natural talent. Say how good he is. He's like, oh, my God, he, he is good. How about that? The most impressive so, thing to me about him, something that I was not expecting, he can rebound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he had, like, 14 rebounds tonight. He was, like, uh, 12 points uh or maybe maybe he had 14 points and 12 rebounds tonight. It's like two uh, back-to-back double-doubles. I think um, through four games, he has the most three-pointers of anybody in NBA history. So that's a, a – I mean, he's in the record books now. Um, he He's a little bit – he's sneaky athletic. Uh, I, I know that's like some – like because you know, he's white, he's sneaky athletic. No, not just because he's white. I mean, Shout clearly out to Baylor. Because, yeah, clearly because he's white. But <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but he's seven feet tall, and like if you look at Kristaps Porzingis, some I mean I know he does some amazing things, you know, tip dunks and all that. But he sometimes he looks a bit unorthodox. But Laurie doesn't necessarily look that way. Um, everything he does looks in place. It looks like he should be doing it. Like mm-hmm. there's a there's a fluidity to the moves that he makes. That, fluidity, yeah, yeah. That's the word there. I was looking for. It's not there with um with Kristaps. Like I always look at Kristaps and I think, man, he's gonna break. You know. Yeah, like Kristaps looks like he's like he he wants to be like my size, like a guy that's like a smaller point guard, but mm. he's trapped in a big person's body. Yeah. So everything he does looks super awkward, but it works. It works for him. Yeah. But Laurie, it doesn't look like that. He's he's. He has fluid movement, 
everything looks natural. It doesn't look off balance. It doesn't look like, you know, like a block. He looks like he's more like he's shaping to whatever situation that he's in. What, what do you think about uh, the finisher? I'm, I'm going, I mean, I'm going with that. That's just the nickname I'm going with him, uh, giving him he's a finisher from this point forward. What do you think about, about this guy, uh, Chris? Did you think he was going to be a bust when the Bulls uh, drafted him because the Bulls drafted him? I mean, the same, the same way Knicks fans moaned and groaned when Phil picked out uh, Chris Stapps, was that two years ago now? Uh, I mean, I wasn't exactly the biggest fan of the pick. I thought we had more need to, like, point guard. It was a really deep point guard draft. But, uh, I mean, after seeing this guy play some games, I mean, he's pretty good. And I think his field goal percentage is like 44% for these last couple games. That's pretty good yeah. for a rookie. And uh, the thing that surprised me is the most is his shot selection. He doesn't take bad shots. He does not. He takes those pick and pops. Um, if he gets a – he's been driving to the basket too and dunking yeah. the ball uh, a lot getting rebounds, put back rebounds. It's like he's not just a shooter, which is what a lot of people probably assumed he was when the Bulls drafted him, but he's not that. He, I mean, he has a legitimate uh, skill set that I did not anticipate when the Bulls drafted him. And I, like I said before, I think I said on the last, the last podcast, I had you know seen him play in college, but I did not think that no, because he's he's a bit small. He's a little on the small side. Um, I didn't think it was going to translate over as well as it has. I am thoroughly impressed with this guy. Uh, all he has to do now is trade Bobby and trade and let Nico go back to wherever the hell he came from, Spain. Yeah, we all good. Talking about he'll waive his no trade clause. Man, is that what he said? Yeah, he said that today. Yeah, he said no uh, that he was he would waive his no trade clause to be traded anywhere, and that he's never done that before. He's always wanted to stay in Chicago, and I I read that and I was like, please don't tell me that's what's been holding this up, <laughs> like getting him on out of here, like because oh. both of them can go, Bobby and Nico. Bobby Bobby's my dude. Should have his jersey in the Raptors, but you know, it's time to go, and just rebuild around this kid. Look, they are equally as bad as each other. <laughs> I mean, I would say okay, here Bobby. we go. Yeah, here we go. We have to be doing this right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. For those that don't know, I'm uh, kind of a Bobby Portis fan, and uh, Dre is sternly opposed to everything that is the name Bobby Portis. <laughs> Look, man, I am just opposed to six ten power forwards. Who they can't, can't have a piece of paper slid underneath their feet when they jump? I'm opposed to that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry, Bobby. You can't jump. I mean, like, barely jump. get off the ground. He barely gets off the ground. And he's 6'10. And he, like, he does rim grazer dunks, yo. Like, he, like, his fingers barely go over the rim when he dunks. And he's 6'10. That's okay, Chris. I used to love Bobby Portis when he first came out. I did too. I wrote a whole. I wrote an article. It's called Bobby's World because <laughs> like after one of those games where he scored like twenty and ten, he's hitting threes and dunking the ball unathletically, but he was dunking the ball. You know, he, he looked like an NBA basketball player, and then he slowly descended into what we have now, which is not an NBA basketball player. A black man that can't was, jump. 
Well, was, he could, probably was could he fight. One of... Oh, yeah, he could definitely fight. Big time. Shout out to Bobby. But it, was he one of Thibodeau's picks? Or no? Yeah, uh, yeah okay. he, was still, he was on the team. Uh, his, his first year was Thibodeau's last year. And I don't think he I, played a lot. I don't think... I don't think he would have survived any – if Thibodeau would have stayed, <laughs> I doubt he would have survived that. I know he wouldn't have. That's for sure. You see, like, the classic, you know, Thibs power forwards, they, they will accept that – oh, my God, fucking Carlos Boozer. <laughs> Except – oh, my God, hey, I man. can't stand, buddy. Carlos, Carlos played his part. And and, and man, greatness that we had, man. Exactly. Chris, Carlos every single uh, day, every single day, Rob and Dre would hear me complain about, dude. Oh my God, I cannot look, stand look, Carlos Boozer. We complained about his bomb ass too, but <laughs> <laughs> he he played his part. He did his thing. I, I think you know. I mean, obviously, if Bulls fans would have had their, I'm about to use the old white man word, their druthers, <laughs> we would have um. <laughs> We would have gotten someone else besides uh, besides besides Carlos Boots. But it's like, who else were we gonna get at that point? You know, Chris Bosh is signed with um with Miami. LeBron is signed with Miami. You know, obviously D Wade is signed back with Miami. And you didn't want to give ISO Joe, you know, two hundred million dollars because he's ISO Joe. I mean, he's good. I like Joe Johnson, but goddammit, it, uh, I wasn't gonna give him that much money. Especially when we needed, uh, we needed, you know, a power forward. So it wasn't a lot of things the Bulls could have done. But even even with Carlos Boozer being Carlos Boozer, the Bulls still won. What they win, sixty one games that year? Yeah, they won back to back sixty one seasons. Yeah, so I mean, you know, and that was with Carlos okay. missing the first twenty games of that first season. With that fake hustle, well, I can't stand yeah, it. Yeah, definitely fake hustle. Come on, man. He was he was vital in that pick and roll game and rolls. But picking he was. He yeah. was. I, yeah. I agree. He good for a twenty foot jump shot. Yeah, and he was yeah. violently, you know, not getting the offensive and defensive rebounds. Oh, he's Go get that, Joe. <laughs> get that. Get that shit out of here. Grab that, Joe. Oh my god, that was so true. Y'all remember right. Kirk Thomas? Oh, yes, now listen, listen. When Kirk Thomas was on the Bulls, you had yourself a good quality backup power forward. Kirk Thomas was no joke. I told. Now, everybody needs I, – I stand firm with this. Everybody needs a crazy backup power forward on their team. Somebody that you know, like he ain't wrapped too tight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's Kurt Thomas. Kurt was he that came dude. from the Miami days, the Miami, oh, New York. He was uh, nuts. Beating yeah. everybody up days. That was when the NBA was different. Let me ask you a question. I actually got the question. Do you think that one like one of those games when Carlos Boozer was yelling out for Joe to grab the rebound that at any point in time he turned around and was like, What the fuck are you grabbing? <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> Tired of your shit. You grab the fucking rebound. You right there too. <laughs> I think maybe in the last season, probably that season, like when they was going against Philly, I think it was. Yeah. When when Derek went out, probably after that game when he got hurt, I think for sure Joe probably said that. If not in the game, probably in practice, because I think he was sick of his shit. Man, why don't you grab this fucking rebound? Sorry, ass. Like, you're anyway, right the, there, Carlos. You're literally right there. With the LA and trash it up. Nah, yeah, he was. I mean, he was cooked at that point. He was definitely washed. Uh, by man. Like if he wasn't washed when the Bulls had him, he was definitely washed uh, when when LA had him. I know Kobe probably wanted to dome shot his ass and. 
I don't understand how he didn't. Kobe, it was at the, it was in the end of the road. He should just went out with a bang. Like you know, I'm gonna steal off this nigga today in practice. I know I am. <laughs> yeah, I guess Kobe. I mean, Kobe did get into fights with Shaq, so I guess he wouldn't probably been you know, it wouldn't have been out of the realm for him to fight Carlos Boozer. Fuck it, should have did it. Break City. Yes. God damn it. Yeah, you look at these um those old Bulls teams and. It, you can't help but feel disappointed because they underachieved, you know, to a certain extent. Man, don't remind us. I, I can't help but be reminded because it's like every time I look at uh like Twitter or something, it's always like Derrick Rose 2000 and you know 10 2011 highlights. It's like, why are you doing this to me? Oh my god, it's torture. And I, I I say this sorry, I say this with the uttermost confidence, hundred percent. A year, the year after he lost, because I was deployed. I didn't see that playoffs when they lost to Miami in the conference finals. So all I ever hear is from people like, like they always be like, Devin, you don't understand. The Bulls were cold, man. They, they, everybody said that they were, everybody always is telling me like they were going to beat Miami, hands down. And then they just, there, you've showed. And I, I always like watch those highlights. And I always say to myself, like a year, a year of, Derek maturing after that MVP season and, and then going into the playoffs, giving him, giving him what he needed, then playing Miami again, oh, they would have stood no chance. Man. No chance. You, you gave give Thibodeau a second shot at you? Well, all we needed was a decent shooting guard and maybe a, another, maybe a starting quality big man that could replace Carlos Boozer. But instead, you know, we didn't start Taj and we got Bum ass Rip Hamilton. Now, in Rip's defense, the offense ran very, very, very well when he played. The problem is that he just did not play enough. Oh, he was always injured. Always, always injured, man. And yeah, and I don't that, even know if he was top injured, it off. To be honest with you. And I to top it off, that's when Derek started getting those recurring injuries as well after the initial ACL tear. So they could never mash up. Uh, no, that was before on the floor that together. Was, oh yeah, that, yeah, no, that is true. Yeah, but what happened with Derek is, um, you remember he he fucked up his toe. Yeah, yeah, and he had missed those games. Uh, but before he had missed those games, he was playing through it. He didn't tell anybody. But then it was like it became apparent that you know he messed it. His toe was bothering him, so they keep, kept him after those games. But then he came back earlier than he was supposed to. Came back that first game and, um, and like came back earlier than he was supposed to, and I think he heard it again. And then he uh, came back in the playoffs because I think what did he play like maybe five or six games before the playoffs? Um, yeah, I remember that. Before the playoffs had started, he didn't play all that great, but you know he was just getting his wind and everything. And then um, he came back, and obviously what happened happened. He tore the ACL. <laughs> the rest is history. And that was it. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, but- you know what? Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead, man. We're talking about Derek. I, I think this is a good um a good opportunity to segue into how badly um the Cleveland Cavaliers have looked without him. Like they need him in the worst way. And who would have ever thought that? Like I know LeBron, you know, yesterday he had what was it, thirty four, twelve, and ten or something yeah. like that. He had like I wanna say he had um Eight eight turnovers that game as well, 
it's difficult for a guy like LeBron to be running the point and, um, you know, trying to score that many points. So turnovers ought to be expected. But they don't have any point guards if Derrick Rose isn't, um, isn't playing. So and they need him. When Derrick – exactly. And when Derrick is playing, shout out to I'm, – I'm really trying to stop cursing on our shows. But shout out to that whole-ass nigga, uh, Greg Monroe. Because he should have yeah, been suspended. That was a bunch of bullshit. And – I I feel like Derek should say this after every game. Every game, he does not get the calls that he deserves. And it's not like it's something new. It's been like this since he was a rookie. It's been like like this since since he won. Like, I think the year that he won the MVP, I think he went to the line seven times a game, right? (laughs) And I think the year after that, he went to the line around seven times a game again. Ever since that, Derrick Rose has been going to the line like three times a game. Bunch of bullshit. I remember how frustrated Thibodeau used to be. Man. Like in the first half, he just he'd be ready to explode because that was his game. You you're not gonna beat him. I mean, you're not gonna catch up with him. You can only try to contain him or play help defense because no matter what you do, he's gonna get past you, and he doesn't have to do it a crossover. Just nope. one dribble, boom, he's right two. to the basket. like a one-two, left to right, and he's at the basket. And if you, like, when Derek was Derek, if he got you on his hip, oh, oh, it, was crap. it was over. You were, you were already done. That's too NFL. Not anymore. Now, you apparently, you can grab him around his neck. <laughs> Slam him to the floor. Slam him to the ground. Fuck that, Everybody, bro. and all, if you read all those beat writers for Cleveland, all of them were just raving. About how good Derek was in the Cleveland's practice before the in the preseason, and then it showed like he was playing effectively in their system. Then this old oh my god, that's another motherfucker who can't jump. Yeah, the Greg Monroe is scoring, um, scoring the post. So you know, they may not be drumming it. Neither one they can jump, but somehow they get twenty rebounds every game. I don't get it. <laughs> well, maybe he's uh, deploying the. Grab people around their neck um, and throw them down and get the rebound strategy, like you did. Perhaps <laughs> it seems to be a good strategy if you're not getting called for a foul, let alone getting called for a flagrant. If I, can, I, I, I just don't get it. I really don't. And with with Cleveland, I feel like I feel like they're letting. They're letting out more than they know, but I think it's starting to become apparent that they were really, really banking on Derek because this IT injury, I think this shit is, like, super serious. Like, might miss the whole season serious. And they were banking on Derek big time, so I'm kind of, like, waiting for the moment to come where they have to, like, you know, maybe, you know, bring in another point guard and move somebody else that they don't want to move, perhaps – I don't think he's Shumpert, gonna be gone I don't all know. year. I don't think he's gonna be gone all year. But I think I don't think you're gonna see him at all this year for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know why push it if you don't need to? You got Wade and D Rose for that exact reason. Shit, dude. Now I, you bring up D Wade. Oh man. He's coming <laughs> off the bench now. What do you guys think about that? The ghost coming off the bench. You couldn't even imagine him doing that last year in Chicago, could you? Hell no. Oh, even though God. it would have it would have helped the team tremendously if he had came off the bench and just like dominated second teams. But last year in Chicago, it wasn't a chance of hell Dwayne Wade was coming off the bench. But he goes to Cleveland, 
In the first, uh, yeah, I'll come off the bench because it's hurting J.R. Smith's uh, feelings. I think it's also because he realizes that he fucking sucks, but that's, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's, I think that might be put most of it. Man, this is a terrible game. I know we, we talked about um, Cleveland in the last podcast, but, okay, last night they lost to Brooklyn. Obviously, they didn't have Derrick Rose, but Brooklyn didn't have D'Angelo Russell. And um, they still lost to, to Brooklyn. Because LeBron can't hit his free throws. Uh, that was part of it. He missed two in, uh, at the end. And then uh, I think Dinwiddie ended up coming down and hitting the shot or something like that. But how many points did they get? They gave up 100 points to, to Brooklyn without, um, without D'Angelo Russell. That team, man, I, I know everyone thinks that because they have these big names, like we talked about it last podcast, I don't know how that team is going to work as bad as they are defensively. I, I don't I don't know. I can't envision a situation where they're good in the playoffs. I mean, obviously they're going to beat everybody in the Eastern Conference because Eastern Conference is not really good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Now that Kyrie is not with Cleveland and I don't know how they're going to guard John Wall in the playoffs. Because D-Rose, I love D-Rose. Homie ain't keeping up with John Wall. Uh, semi-healthy Isaiah Thomas ain't keeping up with John Wall. And J.R. Smith's defense is, I mean, Casper-like. So who's going to stick John Wall? LeBron? You don't, want, you don't want LeBron guarding them for extended periods of time either, to be honest with you. You don't. you don't want LeBron getting tired of running around trying to guard you know, John Wall. But, I mean, before we get to the point where we're talking about LeBron guarding John Wall, they actually have to get to the, you know, position where they're playing Cleveland. And yeah. that's no guarantee either because, I mean, hell, they had their opportunity last year and they still they, they couldn't do it. So there's no guarantee that they'll be there again. They'll be there this year either because um, Boston is starting to look a little bit better. Uh, they, uh, they they win tonight. Last time I checked, they were winning. Yeah, they won. They won tonight. So that's Ooh, Cleveland? Uh, no, Boston. So that's three yeah, no, oh yeah, I think yeah, I think it's three straight for them. Three straight for them. Uh, Kyrie is doing his thing, and one of the things that we talked about in the in the chat that we had on Twitter, I know, like I think the last game of the preseason, um, Kyrie had had uh, like a tennis game, mm. and I think he has two of those already uh, this season, or at least uh, he's good. He's close. To, he's been close to like tennis a few times. I think uh, that's something that we can get used to seeing from him. This is what he's going to be doing. He's getting guys open and, you know, passing the ball around and not just taking a bunch of Kyrie-ass shots. <laughs> they might be all right, man. Like, they, you know, without uh, Gordon, they might still find themselves in the Eastern Conference Finals based upon just how good Kyrie really is. I mean, I can see that. Because Jason Tatum is like, I don't know, he his game does not look like that of a rookie. It's very polished, kind of like the same way with um Laurie. Like you don't see him four shots. Like he takes what he can, he takes what he gets, and that's what Jason Tatum does as well. But um, I mean, it's not um, it's not like it's not possible. And Jalen uh, Brown. 
is really, really good. I was expecting him to average like 15 points a game this year. But considering the way that he plays, I wouldn't be surprised if he averaged a little bit more than that, like 17 to 18 points a game, because he goes to the basket and it's really hard for anybody to stop him. He's bigger and stronger and faster than most people that's guarding him. And if he's all of those things at the same time, who the hell is going to be guarding him? What does he play, the three or the two? I don't know what he plays. I don't I know what anybody plays. on that team I don't think he has a position because I've seen him play the one, the two, and the three. They can have him and Tatum playing at the same time, and they both are like same height pretty much, it seems. I, I don't know who's playing what. I, I'm a, I guess Brown is playing power forward, and hmm. then Tatum is playing small forward. You got Kyrie, obviously, point. Um, is Marcus Smart starting for that team? I don't, I don't know. I hope not. Jesus, let's not get into that. Uh, he's been all right this year. He's been actually he's been actually pretty good this year. He's pretty good in the playoffs. He's, he's had some. He's had some annoying moments. I, I can give him that. He is a flopper. You know, I'm not gonna give him an entire pass because he he's definitely got on my damn. Nerves. Yeah, you know I'm I'm not giving him a pass at all. Y'all know I hate that motherfucker. I can't stand uh, <laughs> Marcus Smart. <laughs> Cannot stand him. Oh man, I can't stand that motherfucker boy. I think he, I think his flopping is dangerous. It's going to at some point get someone injured. All of these things. Yep. I, I am not a, a huge fan of um of Marcus Smart. So no, no pass here. But I think he's been playing pretty well this year. So at the very least, I can give him that. Mm-hmm. Now, know. with. The it, it's like thinking about the top teams in the East. You think about you know Cleveland, Washington, Boston. That's all I got. Oh, the Milwaukee. Bulls. I'm sorry. Oh, nuts. <laughs> 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 Miami was supposed to have a solid team. Them motherfuckers ain't showed up since. No, nah, they gave Deion Waiters all that money. You can't give Deion Waiters much money. Here we are thinking. And it's uh, everybody keeps saying this is going to be, you know, the greatest year in a long time. <clears throat> I don't see that. The I really don't. Huh? The greatest year of what? Like in a sense of like uh, superstar, you know, superstars on TV every night for the NBA. Like I don't see that. I, I don't see that for the East. Oh, what? Uh, okay, Philly has a star-studded young process team. Give me a break. All oh I want to see is Giannis. Another touchdown. I just want to see Giannis uh, every night. Like, can we get him, like, every night on, uh, like, on, on, on television? Can we do that? Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I would I – would I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Love that. I would really love that. He is so gifted and just – it's unfair. It really is, man. For that kid to be that big, that, that big, talented, that fast, that talented, that oh. strong, that everything. Damn. He, he is the future of the NBA, and he is the now of the NBA. It's weird how he's present and future at the same damn time. He, I have not seen him have one bad game yet. He's average. He's getting 30 points every night, and he's doing it easily without shooting threes. Um. The last person I seen do that was LeBron. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how. 
I don't know what his contract situation is. I would hope that Milwaukee has seen the same thing that everybody else has seen and locked him up a long time ago. Because if I, not, I, I boy. Think I think his, yeah, I think his uh, free agency is coming up, actually. Mm-mm. But, you know, he's still a restricted free agent, so it's like, okay. We can match whoever he is. Yeah, you're not going anywhere, so. He's going to be in Milwaukee. Whew, boy. So what, oh, my goodness. What do you think is going to happen with Jabari Parker? I hope nothing but the best. Because I really, really like that young man. I, I really do. Say what? I hope he doesn't come on. I mean, what's he, I mean, that's, I don't think that's the best fit. No, he should never come to Chicago. Nobody should come to Chicago. Especially Not one home. person. <laughs> I tell, I've been telling you all the time, I left Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> We have, we have nothing. It, you know. Remember that food. That's good enough. The food is something I do miss. But I don't miss, like, <laughs> the Bulls or anything like that. I don't miss the Bulls. Fuck the Bulls. You know, I'm I'm like Lurie, though. Overpriced, horrible teams. The Bulls suck ass right now, bro. And then I saw a ticket, like, in the second bowl for, like, $500. We got, um, we still got the Blackhawks. And we still got, uh, y'all got the Cubs, people who like the Cubs. And I'm not a coach hey, fan, but you Jay, I don't know if you realize this, but we black. We don't watch hockey, man. I watch hockey. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> I watch hockey. I don't watch it. I mean, I don't get to watch it very often because nine times out of ten, I don't even want to know what channel hockey comes on. Like, it's like all these weird ass channels NBC. that hockey NBC comes sports. on. <laughs> <laughs> be like, it's a hockey game on Bravo. Or like <laughs> a, a hockey game on FX or something like that. Like I don't know what like what channel those are, so I, I don't get to watch them. But when the playoffs are on, yeah, it'll be on. Uh, Real talk though, soccer is popping in Atlanta. Yeah, it is. They have the what, who's down here now? The uh, the, the Atlanta United. F-C- Dude, like y'all got a soccer following to the max. Most people ever at a soccer event in the United States, well, MLS soccer game, and they break their own record every week. It's lit. People love soccer. Big time. You guys be playing FIFA all the goddamn time. Dude, oh, my God. I be, I'm be. i on a break, a forced break. And, you know, I just want to think about it. Dude, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to be a good person. And I bust one of these young niggas' asses that live in fucking Australia or England. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I, I, that motherfucker beat me by one goal and stoppage time. I said, fuck you and your non US dollar having ass. And <laughs> I disconnected the game. <laughs> I was mad as hell. <laughs> that kid couldn't have been nothing but 13. 13 or 14. He was oh, man, so I- nice. He came and added me later. Fuck yeah. I'd encourage mad twelve year olds out on two K. So you you ain't you're not in the boat by yourself with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Joe Barry. Joe Barry from North Carolina, his whole ass. He got he got his ass busted in two K and he would have broke his hand. <laughs> like I, you I, I was like, whoa. I knew it was two K. It couldn't it couldn't have, it couldn't have been anything else, boy. And I hope it wasn't, he wasn't playing one of his teammates because, you know, he's always going to have that on his mind. Like, nigga, you the reason why my hand broke. You know that? Right, like, no, nigga, because you trash. That's the reason why your hand broke. 
That's what shit I say. <laughs> That's what shit I say for real. I told y'all I was playing that game of 2K and that dude, I, you know, I don't know how the little nigga knew I was, you know, an older dude. He gonna send me a a message, y'all. He gonna send me a message. A message said, fuck you, dirty old head ass nigga. <laughs> Play me. <laughs> 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 Play me one on one in my court, so I just start sending that motherfucker pictures of L's, <laughs> like Sesame Street and shit. L's, LL Cool J, Big L, every L you could think of, and just started sending it to him. And I blocked him, but we we didn't got trash. Yeah, yeah, I be calling him trash all the time. We didn't got we didn't got uh, sidetracked. We was talking about. Uh, we, I mean, we kind of skipped over one of the things we wanted to talk about. Jordan Bell. This man threw a oop to himself. Off the backboard, yeah. And it seemed like all of yes, analytics Twitter just got their panties in a bunch. Do you guys have a problem with a guy throwing an oop to himself off the backboard when his team is up by twenty four? Uh, listen, just like I don't have a problem with a big man saying, "Hey, if I'm open, I'm gonna shoot it." Hey, if it looked good, take it. If if it, if it went in, I'm all right with it. He got yeah. fouled in the process, so it was an. I mean, technically, <laughs> and it was, it was an and one. It was an and one. He, he missed the free throw, but I mean, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that's what Draymond said. He was like, I just need him to make his free throws. That's it. You got a problem <laughs> with the with the oop off the backboard when you were about 24, Chris? Is that disrespectful to the team you're playing against? It's the Dallas Mavericks. I don't even know why they're in the NBA in the first place. God damn, what? <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I don't think it's disrespectful. I think there'd be a lot more backlash if he would have missed it. But uh, I don't know. I mean,. It's the Warriors. I mean, of course, everything they do is going to be scrutinized to the max. But, I mean, that was a nice dunk. I mean, it was, if, if LeBron did it, I don't. I wouldn't see nobody complaining. Man, if LeBron did it, it'd be all over ESPN, fucking Fox Sports. It'd be everywhere. It's the greatest thing that anybody has ever done. So, yeah, I mean, but he's LeBron, though. That guy isn't LeBron. That's true, but I mean, come on, it's it's a dunk. In in like in trash time at that, like you tripping about that? Come on, man. I'm a like, firm believer. If you don't want somebody to throw the ball off the backboard and dunk it on you, then you know what you should do. You should stop, stop him <laughs> from throwing the ball off the backboard and dunking it on you. All right, it's not his responsibility to worry about your feelings in basketball. You have to stop him from doing these things. Anybody <laughs> who like, – what? I mean, come on. Honestly, though, he ain't got to think about nobody else's feelings while he's out there playing basketball. And so all these stupid-ass <laughs> unwritten rules are dumb. Go out there and dunk on people and have fun. Dude, what, how old is Jordan Bell? 21 years old? Yeah. He out there, he, he's out there having fun. He don't care about <laughs> nothing else. He just wants to have fun. I don't know why everybody is. <laughs> I, think, I think it got as much blowback as it did because, um, like, I guess the reactions from the bench, like Katie and Steph Curry, they jumped up and was like, whoa. Like, yeah, because they wasn't expecting that shit. Nobody, nobody was. Nobody was, <laughs> nobody was expecting that. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. I mean, like, that's Jordan Bell's MO. That's what he was in college, an athletic freak for that somebody being that big. <laughs> I'm with it. I say, uh, if you can, do it more often. Dunk on more people. Make more people uncomfortable about man, what it is you're doing. Whenever we talk about Jordan Bell, I don't want to, man, just, man, fuck guard packs, man, for real. So, so, yep. so you're telling me Every that... Every time we talk about him, that's all I so, think about. 
So Jordan Bell and uh and, and the finisher wouldn't work well together? Man, that would have been cold to watch together. That dude running around being a crazy defender, blocking shots and running the floor, and this dude running pick and Hey, man, they'd have been, they'd been like Sydney threes. and Billy. I promise you, they'd have been just like Sydney and Billy. <laughs> Hard work. <laughs> it promise Hard goddamn work. Hard goddamn work. <laughs> oh, man, where's the shout out to Rob, man. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, Chris. It is annoying as hell that he is not in a, a Bulls uniform doing those things. And it's even more annoying because the Bulls admitted that they didn't even really scout anything. They didn't know what the hell was going on. It's, you know, doing shit. Like, it's flying by the seat of their pants, it feels like, in Chicago, like, all the time. No plan. Now, I think with Laurie, it kind of gives them a plan because he's so good already. Yeah. So it gives them some direction. Like they, they don't have a choice but to have a direction. Like you have to get this guy a point guard or, you know, somebody that can handle the ball and run, pick and roll, the combo dude. Like you got to because he's just that good. Now they have a direction that they have to go in. Or you have to have another big man next to him that's, you know, athletic that can run the floor and dunk the ball and take some pressure off of, uh, off of him. They have they have some ways they can go, and I'm sure 100 percent they're gonna fuck it up. But they do have different <laughs> ways that they could go. Um, Out the front door, that'd be one of them. That, that would be perfect. I mean, in a perfect world, if you can get guard packs up out of there, I mean, you always have to make that move if you can. But I am sorry, that's probably not gonna happen, Chris. Fuck. Them dudes in here for the long haul. Weren't they just talking about giving guard fucking? Extension or something? Goddamn oh, God. Oh, dear God. Please. No, 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 no. Please, no. Yeah, Please. that's what they're talking about. They're talking about giving him a, um, an extension. I, we, would, we would seriously have to start the fire guard packs, you know, train, like, and just deliver it all over the city. Like, do not, do not <laughs> give the Chicago Bulls your money. Please. Like... <laughs> Oh my God! Please don't let that shit be true. Oh man, that just that just hurt me hard. Sorry, I think it's true. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I, I do think that was the uh, the talk for a while about him getting a um, yeah getting a getting an extension. Hey man, the Bulls are out here trying to fuck up your dreams. Uh, what is Boogie, yeah, what's Boogie doing tonight? Anybody? Uh, hold on. I know they're playing the uh, they're playing the Kings, right? Yeah, they're playing the Kings, and he wanted to get some stuff off his chest. He said, oh, man, "Get Sacramento." This man worried about everything but basketball. <laughs> so my brother I, I, said something to me uh, a while back. Like he likes Boogie, but he doesn't know if you can win with that dude. Fourteen points, nine rebounds so far. What quarter is it in? Uh, I think it's the third. Second? Yeah, he said in an ESPN interview today, like an E60 interview, he was like, he was just like, man, I don't see this as like a revenge game. Like he, It was really like uncharacteristic of him, the way he was talking. That was the, uh, was he sitting next to Rondo when he said that? No, he was, he was just by himself. He was talking to uh, Marcus Spears or I forgot the guy's name. But he was talking to him and he was talking about how like he, didn't see it as like a revenge game. He just wanted to come out there and get the win. 
And uh, if they, you know, boo him or they feel some type of way about him, you know, he'll move on from it. But he enjoyed his time in Sacramento. I really feel like he's talking uh, out of of both sides of his mouth because on one end he was talking about how, you know, he had to get some stuff off his chest. And then on the other hand, he was saying how um, it's not a revenge game. So which one is it? Is it not a revenge game or are you getting something off your chest? I I don't know what to think about what, you know, what Boogie is doing. Mm -hmm. Which one is it? Like, what, what, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Revenge game of night. But so far, it seems like he's um he's putting them in the body bag, so it's always good. All right, he got almost double-double before halftime. He should have 30, 30 and 15 by the yeah. This is definitely a revenge game for him. He's out of his goddamn. I mean, he can miss me with all that other shit. Okay. You know, while we're talking about the Marcus Cousins, you know, there are certain people in the league that you just look at. You can tell they have certain off-season activities they take part of, like Zach Randolph. Do they get caught uh, in the off-season, like, with uh, possession and to sale or something? Yeah, he did. But I think everything got dropped. I think it got dropped. Man, please. That nigga be out here slinging. I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't think he was slinging. I think Zach had all that shit to, for himself. Yeah. <laughs> Zach was, yeah, Zach, Zach be smoking. Oh, yeah. Hey, I can see. I'm with it. That nigga lips dark as hell. He got some black ass lips. But man, I ain't about to get into no argument with Zach. Hey, Zach, if you got a problem, that's Chris talking that shit, man. Not me. Zach, I, Zach got hit it, yo. Oh, he's not a fight too. Where's where he from? I don't know where he's from. Yeah, oh, man. Well, I know exactly where he's from. He is from Marion, this, Indiana. <laughs> really? Yes. And he is, like, Marion, Indiana is a tough place to live. Like, they don't hey, have. Chris? I want to apologize. <laughs> you stuck my entire ass. I ain't scared of no man. Oh my god! I'm putting this pose out there for a reason. Damn! You hear that shit? He told you kiss his ass, yo, Zach. Get at him, Zach. But yes, we was, yes. We talking about something. We need to. We need the activity. Yeah, we <laughs> we were talking about something in the um in the chat. And it was LeVar Ball. And, you know, LeVar was doing his LeVar thing and doing a bunch of talking, you know, before, during, after the game they had with um, with Washington. And it seemed like people were, like, a little bit tired of LeVar Ball talking. Are you guys tired of LeVar, LeVar Ball talking? I'm tired of him to shut up. I'm tired of the media criticizing LeVar Ball for what he says. They're the ones constantly putting the mic in front of his face. You don't want to hear what you got to say. Stop asking for his opinion. Mm-hmm. That is a I, very astute uh, observation there. I agree. I, I don't get it. Like, basketball. Well, I, get it. I get it. I mean, basketball is a predominantly black sport, right? Yeah. It's like 90. 90- yeah. <laughs> And most of these guys didn't have fathers in their lives growing up, right? Oh, my God. I didn't have that muted. No, they didn't. So here comes one kid that has their dad and their mom in the same house. They're, they're good kids. They've never been called doing some crazy good grades. One's in college. One's in the NBA. One has a full ride to college when he's getting ready for it. What is the big deal? I don't get it. Um, these aren't bad people. 
they're not bad people. I think, you know, when you have a, a black man as outspoken as he is, it doesn't really go over very well. I mean, throughout the history of time, what black man has been liked for speaking, you know, like he does, as confident as he is, True. as loud and boisterous as he is? I think, you know, you got like Muhammad Ali, right? Where when he died, everybody talked about how they loved him. But when he was alive, they didn't really love him. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like everybody was like, Straight oh, bullshit. oh exactly. we love Muhammad Ali. It wasn't like that. You know, like, no, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> no, you really didn't like Muhammad Ali. Nobody really liked Muhammad Ali like that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's just the way that it goes. Now, as far as people putting the, um, the microphone in his face and then complaining about it, well, that's the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what you do. That's how you get people to come to you. Like, they use him to get people to come because it's two people, right, that are going to come. They're going to be people that are supporting uh, LeVar Ball, and then it's going to be people that don't support LeVar Ball. And if you talk about him negatively or positively, um, both people are going to come. If you talk positively, people are going to come because they want to talk shit about that. And then the other people are going to come because they want to read positivity about LeVar Ball. If you talk about them negatively, it'll be the vice, it's going to be vice versa. Um, that's the game. But I, I agree with you. It is a game. He is being used even while he's using the media. Man. He is being used. LeVar Ball's a genius. That's all I know. Like he's, I've never seen someone meticulously like manipulate an entire business the way he has. Like It's crazy. Like It's actually nice to see. Like it's nice to see somebody that, that looks like you actually out here making it and doing it when people don't think he can. And you can tell that's exactly what it is. That's why they hate him so much. Like you said, a black man with a voice. And, I mean, he hasn't been proven wrong yet. And that's what that's what keeps him awake at night. Like, damn, this nigga has, has us at every turn. I think um, he's, he's Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he's like he's Paul Heyman. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, Lonzo isn't the Undertaker yet, or, or um, not the Undertaker. He's a Brock Lesnar, but for lack, I mean, he is. I mean, he that's what he does. He talks for his son, you know, to uh, so that he doesn't have to take on all of that pressure. Mm-hmm. He takes the pressure off for him, and yeah. I think, I mean, I, I think that's a great thing. I know sometimes um, people don't like it; they think he, he talks too much. He He's too boisterous and you know, any other number of things. And I definitely understand that. But I also understand him wanting to keep his son, um, you know, kind of kind of shield him from some of the things that are going to that's going to come towards come his way. You know, don't worry about any of these things. I'll worry about that. I'll take on all that pressure. I'll take that criticism. And all you have to do is go out there and play. And if you listen to Lonzo. That's all he does. He's like, all I want to do is play basketball. And that's all he does. He just goes out there and he plays basketball. I, I love it. I love it, personally. <clears throat> this should be totally different if it was the son's personality matches the dad's personality, you know? Like, both of these motherfuckers, all they do is talk, but it's not. You know, Zoe is, as we all know, like, extremely humble and reserved and like, he doesn't show any emotion. Like Kawhi. Yeah, like, he's just super, just, just the definition of chill. Now, you know, 
Lavar's other kids, I I doubt they're going to be anything like that. Jello is kind of reserved too. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I take that back. Angela, he is kind of reserved. Now, uh, Mello. Oh, you can forget it. Yeah, Mello <laughs> isn't very quiet. He's not reserved. Um, he has more. He can't wait Lonzo to turn up. Him. Yeah, he got more. <laughs> he got more Lavar in him than Lonzo or Jello. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna say that's like a, neg- a negative thing or a bad thing because, you know, <clears throat> like I said, I think I think what Lavar Ball is doing is calculated. Even if everybody has a problem with it, people don't like it, but it's definitely calculated. But mm-hmm. Jello is definitely more like his father than any of the other kids are. You know, everybody can't be reserved. Some people have to be. Uh, you've got to be out there. He's the one that's out there. We, um, me and Chris was talking about. We was talking about this before you, uh, before we started the podcast. We're gonna switch lanes here, go towards uh, towards football. Chicago Bears. <laughs> hey man, you know, I don't like I don't like the Bears. I'm, I don't like the Bears, and I know you guys aren't Bears fans. I understand that, but they um, the defense man is not bad. Yeah, I guess you know. Oh, I mean, come on, come on, there, come on. That's that's about that's about as much as uh, I, get from me. I mean. I watched the entire game. You watched the entire feel, game. All right, well, okay. I feel like it's the same, the same old beers from the same old. Just, it's just, just. I'm not used. To, I, I'm not going to change up the way I think about them because they haven't shown me anything. Yes, their defense is. I, I'd say it's much better in recent weeks, which deserves the praise, you know, of them being relatively good. But who did they beat last week? Carolina. Carolina. You know what? Like, I really don't believe in Cam anymore. I feel like the <laughs> more, I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm not. I'm, I'm not joking around either. I'm really starting to think that Cam might be off balance because Cam. And I'm not trying to take away from what the Bears did because they they Cam is an MVP. Period. They stopped an MVP, but at the same time, Cam ain't exactly. <sighs> well, that play calling is. Ferocious. Yeah, man. Like he, he's the play calling. That type of team, like the Bears, were made to beat that type of team. Like you gonna do that run option on us? Not gonna happen. Not today. We're shutting all that down. But I can tell you this: a lot of these players on the Bears' defense, they are playing. You know, not as ex- not expected as you know they were going to be playing in the in the preseason. Trevathan, even though he's a rotten son of a bitch. For hitting Devontae <laughs> Adams, um, <laughs> uh, you just you just drop that in there, but okay. I just had to do it. The number one person who has been playing extremely well for the Bears, Kyle Fuller. Yes, he has. De- I was very that. I thought they was going to cut Buddy. And shit, he's he's not, I think he thought. Well. I think he thought they were going to cut him, and then he started <laughs> to play his ass off. Like, all right, if I don't like, I'm not going to be in the NFL if I. <laughs> Yeah, along the the trajectory that I'm going, and no, I'm not going to be here very long. He, he he changed things. He changed. I'm, well, I'm he with had you. To. The first round draft pick, you better show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate the Bears, but I will say the defense. I was telling Chris, like this is kind of how they got good before. You know, the defense um, got.
got good. And the defense had been good for years before the Bears became good themselves. Uh, and then, you know, the offense uh, came along. But the only difference now, which is what scares me, with potentially them becoming good, is that they have a good quarterback now. You know, uh, Trubisky is good. And they don't have to worry about Jay Cutler or trying to find a quarterback. They already have one. They just need to, you know, develop him into being what he's going to be in the future. That's what mm-hmm. worries me is that they may be good a lot quicker than I would prefer them to be. Because I, I, I prefer the Bears to not be good ever. But that's just me. Garbage. I mean, it's, it's different for me because, I mean, I grew up uh, – my dad – No, 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 I mean, my dad is a, a diehard crazy. And as a kid, I mean – I used to watch these Bears games with a man. Man, I'm telling you, I used to get tired every Sunday having to sit watch this shit. It was like torturous. <laughs> Bears getting blown every single week. Can you imagine growing up and your dad being a Bears fan and Rex Grossman is your quarterback? No, Jesus Chris. Rex Grossman, man. But this is back. Football, so this I, is I don't back know about Alex having bad quarterbacks. Do you remember Alex <laughs> Brown? Shout out to Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, <laughs> that man was a doll back in the day. But I mean. The Bears, they've always been a defensive first team. That's, I don't doubt that's going to change. But, I mean, that's how they really got it started these last couple of years when Jay was there. All those takeaways. They had two, the entire offense is based around two pick sixes, basically. Yep. Mm-hmm. Goddamn Mike Brown always getting, uh, getting a pick six, a big pick six all the time. That was, you know, when oh, he had Tillman. Punch fumble, oh, punch and fumble. Oh, get it in good that. field position. They run three running plays, and get in good Bobby field Gold. position, kick a field goal. <laughs> well, yeah, Bobby go for a field goal to win the game. It was always I literally just told the entire Bears' success in the Levy Smith era. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, basically, they were a defensive team, and that was it. But I mean, I think that they it could be different this it could be different this time because, like I said, they have a quarterback now. And Do they? Yeah, Trubisky is good, man. Like you look at some of the throws that he makes, like throws on the run. Um, hey, I think I think he's going to be a very very good quarterback, provided they give him. I mean, because look at what he's doing with um, out any offensive talent. True, besides, receivers. Uh, besides a running back, all he has is the running back. They don't have any um, any wide receivers. Man, they finna burn the knee cartilage out of Jordan Howard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's finna be a war course. Finna kill that man. <laughs> they know where that man should be averaging like 20 carries a game. That's kind of what he gets every other game. Man, they don't have anybody else to – they can't throw the ball to nobody. And Like, where, where else are they going with the ball? So, And it's crazy that he's doing so well because teams obviously know that's where they're going with the ball and they still can't stop him. Exactly. He runs people over too. He ain't, he ain't shying away from contact either. No, he isn't. I've I've, I've looked at some highlights. Like I, you know, I'm not watching these games, but I am looking at highlights, and uh, he's damn good. He is a damn good uh, football player. Um, if I was a Bears fan, I would be excited. But since I'm not, I'm disappointed. And I want them to suck <laughs> forever mm-hmm. and ever and ever. What happened to Jeremy Langford and Kadeem Carey? I thought those two dudes were like running backs of the future. Man, I don't even know who the fuck you talking about. 
You remember Jeremy Langford? He was like, uh, he Chris, last is, year. Chris is trolling. Oh, I wish Rob was here. <laughs> <laughs> is that something Rob said? <laughs> oh, God. Him? Rob would have been all over that. He'd be like, first of all, first of all, you know, in his classic dark skinned voice. <laughs> you kill me with that <laughs> classic dark skinned voice. Uh, shout out to you, Rob Tizzle. <laughs> Them niggas garbage, man. I don't care what anybody says. They're trash. Well, I'll try it. Uh, they're, they're, they're trash offense. They're trash offense. They're play calling. Garbage oh my God. all over the field. I, but, you know, like I said, your defense, they surprised me. We got to see what happened, you know, for the rest of the year. Cause, you know, right. But, you know. Since we were talking about taking out the trash, uh, Joe Girardi. <laughs> Out. Oh, <laughs> oh, this, was, this was long overdue, man. Joe Girardi out as a as the as the Yankees um, manager. How do you feel about that, Devin? Oh my God, this is a this was a long time coming for him. It really was. You know, Bender Joe, he had his moments in New York. He won one World Series. He never had a losing record, <clears throat> but he always had enough talent to win at least three. He was there for 10 years. He should have won three. Do you hear how... Always, d- d- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you hear how fucking privileged you sound? Do you hear that? You know what? I don't, I, that's not Do my you hear problem. how privileged you sound? That's not my problem. Do you hear how fucking privileged... <laughs> he won the he won World won Series, three. but he should have won three. <laughs> he should have won three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you sound... That's yeah. just... You know how I sound like right now? Like, I sound like you, that nigga Baylor. Uh, uh, Bay- <laughs> well, you, sound like, you sound like you definitely sound like Baylor. Baylor definitely be on that. The the the, the, the Lakers should have won thirty championships. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Hell yeah. yeah I can't remember where the who was though. I didn't want one. I should have won a couple more. Uh, it's probably UCLA. Who? Oh man, don't nobody watch UCLA. Football. No, it was it was pro it was pro sports was pro because he yeah. likes the Raiders. I know he likes the Raiders. He likes the uh, obviously the Lakers. Uh, who really? else does he like? Nah, I mean, I mean, this is a surprise to me. I just found this out like recently. The Baylor, <laughs> Baylor likes the uh, the LA Lakers. It was quite a surprise <laughs> when it first when it first came out and it happened. Uh, he never talks about it in the um, in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> we all do that. Oh my god, that nigga. We all talk about that. What up, Baylor? Yeah, you know. <laughs> what up? What up, BTG? Um, Lakers so good. We just, you know, we have to talk about them all the time. I mean, Kobe is better than George. Case in point. I mean, oh, yo, oh, I totally forgot about that. I don't think he had. did. He ever say that? Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Oh, my bad. And you know, Baylor would try to flip that that Compton philosophy on your ass and try to be like, well. I didn't say it like you said it, but <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like nigga, but you said it. Hashtag and he'll be like, oh, philosophy. Hashtag Baylorism. Compton philosophy. Baylorism. Nigga. <laughs> Baylor Devin is saying it's not uh Compton philosophy is bullshit. That's that sounds that's like what, what it is. That's, that's exactly and what I, it is. I think you need to come on the show and defend yourself. You're gonna tell you, oh, <laughs> oh, but Devin, if you if you like him, that means you got to like my dude too. You see how I got you? You see how I just put you in that trap, <laughs> nigga? 
Yeah. And that one combo y'all had about Magic versus Mike, I was like, man, this is even a debate. This shit, that, then, that conversation was like 900 million comments, and I just had to turn off notifications for a while. <laughs> I'm about to say, I listen to you two motherfuckers. Go back and forth. Like every five seconds, my phone is ringing. My wife thinking I'm cheating. No, no, thank you. <laughs> I, see, I'm not looking forward to June anymore. Huh? I'm not looking forward to June anymore because that's when that shit gonna pop off again. Watch when LeBron get to the finals and it don't go the way that I want it to go. That's when yeah, Baylor yeah. gonna go. Oh, damn it! Oh, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, barring any injuries, um, it is definitely not going to go the way that you want it to go. <laughs> it's just, it's just like the fucking Yankee season, you know. They was popping off. They was super good. And it was like, oh, they ain't as great as you thought they was. Like, I know that. <laughs> I no, can't I have wishful thinking. I hope you something happens. You hope, hope something, something happens. I hope something happens to the Cavs team. Not like injuries, just like something happens. So LeBron won't have to go to the finals, have another finals L on his record. <laughs> I would prefer that LeBron <laughs> continues to go to the finals and loses every single time. That I mean, because that to me is more interesting than anything else. Like, because then it becomes well, like, like at what point do we start saying, "Man, this motherfucker is losing a lot in the finals." Like, I want to see at what point do people get to that point, or do they ever get to the point where they're saying, "Man, LeBron," like, does he have to lose like ten times in the finals before people are like, "Man, this motherfucker is losing the finals." <laughs> like, does it ever happen? Is it never going to happen? I would love to see. That probably I mean- not. Bro, he's lost five finals and he's been to eight. I don't understand. That's a horrible ratio. Bro, he I think he's talking I mean, he's been talking about wanting to keep playing until uh Bronny, is it Bronny? Is he yeah, the only one? Until he gets to yeah. uh, if he if he gets to the NBA, because I don't wanna, you know, just assume he's gonna, you know, make it to the NBA. But if he gets to the NBA, he wants to play long enough to play with or against him. So if the Eastern Conference continues along the, the tra- trajectory that it's on, he might be able to go for years to come. Nah, nah, because Greek Freak is a goddamn monster. Exactly. So probably, probably not. But you never know. He's LeBron. He's the GOAT. That's what <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> so mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. He's, he's the GOAT. I'm not going to start this shit. Joe Girardi deserved to not have his contract renewed. He should have won three World Series. He had tons of talent, <clears throat> and you he has a history of he has a history of ruining some of these pitchers because he's just over analyzing the situation. See, and you don't aren't like that far off. You guys aren't no? that far aren't far off being the same. No, 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 no. See, you know why I love the Yankees. This when I, I say why. we, when I say we, I mean that shit. That nigga say we just because he lived over there in South Central. So what you're saying is, if he if, if he lived in Houston, he be, he wouldn't be saying um, go Lakers. I don't know. He seems like he, yeah. Oh guy. my god, the, the Lakers. I'm. It's it's different in a sense of. I'm not diluting. I can't say that word because I use that word and people like to bring it back up all the time. I'm a realist when it comes to the Yankees. I like to be. I, I prefer to have constructive criticism about them before I start giving them too much credit. Mm-hmm. Like I have a, I have a slight feeling that we're going to be in the same position that we were in this year and next year. We're going to get to the ALCS. We're going to push it five, six, seven games. And it's going to be 
not enough experience on our team to get past that final stage. And if we do get to the World Series, you're gonna lose to the Cubs. Oh, you nuts! Give me a break. Sweep the Cubs. Excuse me. They can't even figure it out. The Dodgers. Listen, if the Dodgers keep doing what they're doing, it's a wrap. And Joe Mann's got to go, just like Girardi. He's got to be fired. He's got to get him out I don't of there. Joe's why you got to get? Why you got to get rid of Joe? He just won. He, he just won the World Series a year ago. Listen, listen to me. I'm a firm believer in this. Joe Madden drinks vodka during those games in the dugout. <laughs> He's a drunk. I mean, I mean it's fucking baseball. I would too. He's a drunk, and you know he can't be managing a bunch of men, and you're fucking drunk. Okay, you can't. You can't tell me I'm gonna listen to you, and you fucking drunk. Okay. No way. I'm not going to lie throughout this entire. Why don't tell him either? Like that second. You nuts. I'm pretty sure the dream been watching the Cubs this past postseason. But there were there were there were a lot of calls that Joe Madden made that I was like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Like he kept bringing out John Lackey. We're down by one or two in the fifth inning, like consecutive games. I'm just like, Ooh, if Rob was here right now. So that's not John a good thing. Lackey. No, 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 John Lackey. <laughs> no, I know John Lackey is a good. I'm just talking shit. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. I mean, Bo, Buddy hasn't been good since what his Boston days. I feel like John Lackey got tiki torches in his garage. <laughs> he looks like he looks like he'd be a tiki torch dude. Yeah, him Chuck. and Arietta and John and uh, Lester. They all go out together. Hashtag John Lackey tiki torch. <laughs> that overbite he got. He wouldn't surprise you. It's the overbite. Is that what did it? It's it's the the overbite. I'm telling you, it's the overbite. He's nuts. And and Joe Madden has a bad habit of overmanaging and overthinking. Oh, he, he almost lost the World Series for the Yeah, uh, he did. And he, he had Hendricks in there. The guy was dealing, gives up one run, has a hit on, and he takes him out. Are you nuts? Could you, you imagine? Just let him go, go through it. <clears throat> How many Cubs fans? Would have committed suicide had they lost last year on a on a Joe Madden uh, over management play. Oh man, <laughs> he he basically killed Araldis Chapman for the first half of of this season because he, he his arm couldn't recover, even with the off season training and the spring training he could he never recovered from it. It well, took him I until think that, was, um, that was that was strategic. He knew he wasn't uh, staying with the Cubs. He didn't give a fuck what he did to him. Everybody in the Yankees, everybody in the Yankees organization, Yankees fans, they knew that was a rental. Yeah, go ahead, take them. We cool. And Indians, you can have Andrew Miller too. We're going to get that back. We'll run that back. You got him right back. It was a straight rental. Wait. And what did the Cubs get out of that? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> we talk about the genius of Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer. You got nothing back from that. Oh, Gina Rodriguez could get this. Man. Sorry. <laughs> Dude, I'm so random. <laughs> Did you like that? Everybody, Jose if you're listening, thing? Google Gina Rodriguez. Chris? You so what? Like that Jose Quintana? Sorry, you like that? Nah. Mexico. What happened? after it happened, we had, we had a podcast. It was one of the topics. And I just went, hell, I don't, I don't understand why we give up the entire fucking farm. For a guy that hasn't proved anything to be an elite ace. 500 career. 500 career what? Well, that's not, that's it's his not pitching his record. Fault. He's like 500 for his career. Uh, I mean, it's not his fault that the White Sox only gave him one run a game. It's not his fault. 
That's true, but I mean, that doesn't mean that game translates from AL to NL, though. That's correct. That does not mean that. But I'm glad you guys did it. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take all of those uh, prospects and keep it moving. Now the White Sox, they stacked. Oh, they they stacked for a while. Like I told Chris, the the Cubs are too. It's just that most of their guys are playing right now. They're, They're in, you know, they're in the league. Trade Schwarber to the Yankees now. Trade Schwarber. Little Bay. As much as you can. <laughs> Little Bay, Ruth. Oh, yeah. Yankees can use him. Like I said a couple of days ago, that like, short ass uh, right field porch. He did 50 a year. All right. I'm sick of talking to you, motherfuckers. <laughs> Go, Yankees. <laughs> Do you have anything else that you want to throw out there? You want to complain about something, Chris? I think I'm going to start doing this thing where at the end of the podcast we throw out something that we want to complain about. You got anything you want to complain about, Chris? What you mad about? That's what we're going to call it. What are you mad about? You know what I'm mad about? How black folk and people that aren't black, no, not black, non-people of color want to be highly offended for black people whenever something they deem racist happens, like that whole um, Kellogg cereal thing that there was one kernel darker than the rest. There are black folk out here getting <laughs> shot by cops unarmed. Black people out here starving to death. Out here living like in slums. You worry about a fucking cereal box? But I must you- tell you that your what am I mad about has taken a turn that I was not expecting. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. Like I couldn't have expected that in a million years. <laughs> but I'm not mad at you for for throwing that out there. Continue. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't mean that to cut you off. I mean, continue. It's just one of those things that I don't understand. Like, okay, you may have friends that were part of the struggle, but you are not part of the struggle. You live in Naperville. You live in Oak Brook. You're not from 56. Okay, it's like you can stop trying. I I appreciate that you care so much, but you didn't live the fight. Okay, just you leave it, man. There. Okay, definitely. You feel better now? I feel better. Want you to feel good. (laughs) (laughs) Devin, Mm -hmm. what are you mad about? I don't think we have enough time. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You You are a very hate-filled man. Hate, 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 hate. Hey, 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 my homie at work, super cool white boy. He was like, "What about her emails?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That was so funny. Uh, what am I mad about? I'm mad at people. People. A lot of our sports expectations. Um, <clears throat> we have to be real. Um, we aren't. A lot of us. Well, not us. Uh, Regular Joe Schmoes who just watch the games when it's convenient when it's convenient for them. 
and you know they like to make comments that are passion and emotion filled about an athlete mm -hmm. i love being on the train and i hear some of these older guys whose life have amounted to shit um probably never played a sport in their life I'd like to look at the usa today and be like oh this kid is overrated speaking about lonzo ball when lonzo has shown consistently like this is my game this is who i am i am a facilitator maybe i'll score maybe i won't but if i do you'll know I am not a representation of my dad. I have a representation of me. And because of who his dad is, people feel that they can turn into pro scouts and they can <laughs> say who, you know, Man. make comments about his game when they really don't know what the hell they're talking about. And I'm also mad. This is my last mad thing. <laughs> I am extremely upset that people uh, feel that white men who uh, who I guess support LeVar Ball being a dad uh, they feel that they have to trash them too that people feel that they have to like somebody I read on, on Twitter this guy trashing Scott Brooks he was like well he shouldn't be our coach anymore because Scott Brooks the, the most important thing he said was my dad left me when I was two years old I wish I had up when I was 10, 12, 14, 16, 17, 18 years old. That was old. awesome. Like, I don't think people really grip that. Don't grip that, you know, not having a father in your life is so powerful. And especially when you're a man of color or a boy of color mm -hmm. growing up. So that's what I'm upset about. What you mad about, Dre? They're idiots. Yeah, people are idiots. Um... What am huh. I mad about? I, I'm mad uh, about a lot of things. <laughs> but I think the one thing I'll talk about, we talked about it earlier, um, Chris, uh, before that, before we started. I'm mad about White Sox and, 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 and Cubs fans. White Sox and Cubs fans piss me off. You want to know why they <laughs> piss me off? <laughs> because they do the exact same fucking thing. When the White Sox are good, Cubs fans talk shit about the White Sox. Even if the Cubs aren't good. When the Cubs are good, White Sox fans talk shit about the Cubs. Even if they aren't good. And you know what they both do? Complain that the other one is talking shit. I'm so tired of going mm -hmm. on Facebook and Twitter and hearing Cubs fans tell me, don't nobody care about the White Sox? Well, if you don't care about the White Sox, shut the fuck up about them. Why are you talking about them? <laughs> Why are you talking about them? Because Cubs fans love to play that, um, well, it's just the White Sox role. They, they love that. It's just the White Sox. Nobody cares about the White Sox. It's the same damn thing over and over and over again. And people who don't live in Chicago probably won't understand why it's annoying because you don't live here. But it is maddening to consistently see the exact same shit over and over and over again. Cubs fans telling White Sox fans that they don't care that the White Sox are the White Sox. And White Sox fans talking shit about the Cubs fans. It's annoying. I cannot tell you how annoying it is. You have to live here and experience it to completely understand why it's annoying. Especially as a White Sox fan who couldn't give a shit about the fucking Cubs. That's been the According Sources Podcast. Um, you guys know where to find us. It's according to sources at gmail.com if you have any questions or hate mail you want to send to Chris. 
It is A2 Sources on Twitter, according to Sources on Facebook. We are part of a podcast network, the ETMF Podcast Network, where you can find multiple podcasts about many, many things, many topics, bigly topics. <laughs> we, we have big brains. We have the best brains. We have the we best have, words. We have the best words, and we have the best podcast. So I would suggest you go and, you know, look at one of those uh, descriptions and find a podcast that you like and rate it highly, even if you don't like it, because we need those ratings. Um, so for Chris, Devin, I'm Dre. Yeah, I got something to say. Oh, my God. Really okay, you cut me off. in the, Nobody cuts me off in the middle of the outro. Sorry, Dre. <laughs> and I was trying to find my I was trying to find my moment. <laughs> I was really trying to find it, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, Nobody I, I didn't want to mention this and what I'm mad about because I'm not mad about it. But I am writing a piece that should come out roughly Monday morning, Monday afternoon, probably Monday afternoon when everybody's getting out of work. It is a piece on depression. Uh, uh, men through the ages of 14 and 35 and how they cope with depression and how they use sports as an outlet. I'm really putting in a lot of work to this. I've been on it for probably a month. We will definitely debut it on our page. I'll put it on my Twitter page, and I just appreciate it. If everybody could just give it a read, give it a listen, um, I think that everybody will appreciate it, and it probably won't be the first article of it. It'll probably be like a two- or three-part series, so... Really appreciate it if everybody would look out for that on our page. Definitely look out for Devin's um, article on depression. It is a, in particular in um, uh, black households, depression is mm -hmm. a very, very serious issue. And because black people don't believe in going to get uh, mental health help, it is an even bigger problem. So, yeah, read Devin's uh, piece when it comes out. So, that's that. This has been the Court of Sources. I'm Dre, it's Chris, Devin, we out. Peace. Jason, we're like you suck. Big ones. This has been a production of the ETMF Podcast Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out etmfpodcast.com to find more information on all of the shows.